Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, we are pretty pumped about today's episode because we're coming at you with a brand new Ask Me Anything episode series where we are tackling your biggest questions for us and then we're going to deep dive into our experiences that we're going through in our lives and just give you give you the scoop. So if you have any burning questions for us or you need advice on something and you want to get us in the hot seat, just DM us or email us your questions at contact at teachmehowtoadult.ca and we will dive into them in an upcoming tell-all. Nothing is off the table, kids. <laughs> Nothing. So... Give us, give us all your questions. Make us sweat. <laughs> Make us sweat. I'm always I'm sweating, sweating during I'm episodes. Sweating right now. So, like, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. So, okay, today, no pressure, we are going to kick it off with a topic that Jill has been asked about a number of times, and that's how she's pursued her career as a creative freelancer. Yeah, Caitlin's pulled together a few questions she wants to ask me, so this will be, this will be fun. <laughs> We've never interviewed each other before. No, it's going to be great. Okay, so like I said, I don't actually think I know this about you, but when did you start freelancing and like how did you get into this whole thing? So I've been freelancing longer than I've been working like in a, in a full-time capacity. Straight out of university, I just reached out to all my old connections that I had from interning in magazines and was like I'm available I'm free it was very hard to get a job straight out of university like it took me a few years so I did a bunch of freelance writing like doing music reporting and coverage and social media uh, for a few outlets and then I was doing like fact checking and writing and so I've kept that going since 2013 we're coming up on 10 years guys wow old whoa okay wait so you would just reach out to these publications blindly or you reached out to people that you knew that worked at these publications people that I knew so I did I did some blind reaching out but it's pretty hard to break into that especially when you're just starting out in your career so once you get more established and have like a big portfolio totally reach out to anyone but in the very beginning when I had like no portfolio it was it was tough yeah so I just reached out to the people that I knew which came from internships that I landed right sometimes it started with shit work like fact checking isn't that fun (laughs) but it's good money and it gets you back in touch with the editors and so that can apply to any industry like you might not be able to reach out for your very first freelance gig with like your dream thing like you might have to start at the bottom but start start reaching out start with the context that you already have throughout the past 10 years that's just progressed I've now done freelance video production and producing and social media creation and yeah it's great now I'm doing it full-time so I had started off freelancing trying to make it work and then I went you know full-time in media and entertainment and now I'm back to the good old full-time freelance. So that's how you got started. And then what do you think is the most important thing you've learned about going freelance in your almost 10 years of doing it? That's hard. I have like a, a lot of things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say many things okay, probably. Bring it on. Bring it on. There's a lot that I've learned. <laughs> I mean, number one, we've touched on this, but it really is the importance of a good network and having mm. good relationships with people in industries. I mean, in the past five years, I'd say I haven't applied for one job that I've gotten or like one project that I've taken on. It's all been people reaching out to me based on a network that I've grown over 10 years. So, you know, in the beginning, you're going to have to do some cold calls, all of that, but really treat people so well, develop such a good network and stay in touch because so many of of the gigs and the opportunities I've had has just been like staying in touch, making friends with people in the industry. Now that you're top of mind, I actually have a project I'd love you to work on. So 
do not underestimate the power of a good network before you launch full-time freelance. That's such good advice because you literally never know where someone else is going to end up. And even if you are just starting out and you're like cold calling small businesses or other people, other freelancers who are in, you know, the same creative field as you, you never yeah. know your network is key. Keep it hot. A hundo P. And depending on the industry that you're in, it doesn't necessarily need to be on LinkedIn. Like I never yeah reach out to people on LinkedIn like in the creative industry a lot of it's Instagram like I see a really mm. really cool illustrator on Instagram that I'm obsessed with they're who I'm going to reach out to to work with me on a freelance video that I'm doing so keep that Love keep that. that network everywhere it doesn't just happen on LinkedIn it happens in everyday conversations it happens on social media it's everywhere and then also before you take the plunge I really do recommend figuring out how much you need to make a month, you know, to live, like what's your, what, what do you <laughs> mandatorily need to make? And then also like, what are your goals? And then work back from that, how many assignments or projects based on the rate that you've established for yourself, you're going to need to, to bring in per month, because that can be a startling number, you know, like depending on what your rate is, like yeah. it might only be feasible to do four p- big projects a month, but you realize like, oh, I'll need to do 10 in order to make what I want to do. So like, what am I, what's going to give here? I'm going to have to work a lot or I have to up my rates or I have to do different types of work. So I crunched those numbers and figured out this is how many articles I'd need to write. This is how much if I'm just doing editing and producing, if I'm doing videos, I could charge more. So maybe I should up how many like videos and TikToks I make for people a month. Mm. Figure out a little goal of how many projects, different types and your rates. And, you know, you kind of have to know that before you take the plunge. That's such good advice. For any newbies out there that don't know how to, you know, value themselves, how do you set your rates? Yeah, that can be really, really tough, especially as a new freelancer and as a creative, imposter syndrome is real Mm -hmm. and it's easy to undervalue yourself in the beginning. Something that helped me a lot was having some mentors and friends that were more established in their careers that I could bounce things off of. And I've actually freelanced for an old boss who, when I gave her my rate for video producing, she was like, are you sure you don't want to go higher? And I was like, I love you. Thank you so much. Because I didn't know. And so running it by people that you know, getting an idea of how much is appropriate. Mm -hmm. I honestly, though, have learned now at this point in my career, always go higher than what you think, especially if you're just starting off. If you're good at what you do, it will not deter people. They'll just negotiate with you. They'll be like, sorry, that's really not in the budget. Can we meet you somewhere in the middle? Charge more than you think. This year, I literally did the thing where I said it outrageous number for a video project I was working on I was like this is I'm never gonna get this and they were like yeah that's a little high but we can go just under that with this and I was like oh oh my god yeah I was kind of just joking <laughs> like woo I was so- totally lying but yay <laughs> yeah just I was just threw out something ridiculous but here we are oh yay my god. so go for the gold there's also freelance groups like I'm part of a bunch of um freelancing groups in all around North America on Facebook oh. and you see what different people in even different like state to state province to province different locations different industries you see what people are charging and then you can get an idea of like here's what wedding photographers are making an hour here's what copywriters are making an hour so join some of those forums and creep what other people are charging that's so smart that goes right back to building your network I love that and the other part of being taken seriously when you ask for these like big prices for your work is you have to take yourself seriously as as a business owner and Mm -hmm. as a business so invest in that website have a good showcase of your work whether it's an online portfolio or if it's an Instagram page that shows all of your work if that's what makes sense for you gathering testimonials anything you can do to show how seriously you take this and to show how valid your services are goes a long way 
I love that. You're like a business. You're 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 the CEO yeah. of your own business. I I hire freelancers all the time, and I check that shit. Like, if it's a visual artist, I'm probably gonna like, or a photographer, I'm gonna look at their socials. If it's a writer, I'm gonna look at their portfolio and see what other publications they've been published in, and mm. like look at a sampling of their work. It it totally does matter. Okay, and for those who might be wanting to get into freelancing just to make, you know, some extra money, how do you even figure out what skills you have that could be marketable to someone? Probably the most important thing I'll say about that is even if you don't think that your industry or your skill set is transferable to being a freelancer, you're probably wrong. Like, I know mm-hmm. lawyers are generally feeling like I have to work for a firm and I'm going to, or a corporation and be an in-house lawyer. This isn't something you just go and freelance. There are companies that actually supply freelance lawyers to companies who are seeking that on a situation to situation basis but they're paid as freelancers if you are in marketing and you're like well I'm like I'm a marketer I'm not gonna no one's gonna hire me as a freelancer there's SEO and SEM specialists that just go into companies or articles or content pieces or websites and audit and put together strategies on a freelance basis if you're a teacher you can tutor there's so many ways that you can use your job and your skill set on a freelance basis. The other thing you might want to keep in mind is considering unconventional ways of contributing your services. So taking writers as an example, I grew up just thinking if you're a writer, you're going to be you know, a novelist or writing for newspapers and magazines or like a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. But writers are hired for everything from the copy on your favorite food packaging to like the movie descriptions that you see on Netflix. So true. And you hustle too. Like you even now do voiceover work ever since we started this podcast because boom, oh God, the podcast right. <laughs> is now in your repertoire. It's in your portfolio. So yeah, you can do it's voiceover true. work and you have paid voiceover work. So I forgot about that. Thanks, dude. You got you to gotta <laughs> use those skills in your toolbox. A hundred percent. Yeah. My background is in journalism and, and magazine writing, but now I do script writing for like videos. And there's so many ways you can take your skills and hustle. And people need the help. I remember I was emailing back and forth with this lady that we buy Rio's dog food from, and she has her small little business in Toronto. And she saw in my signature that I, I work in marketing. And she was like, oh my gosh, could you, if if you don't mind, could we work out like a, a system or a payment or a barter system where you could do my social media and my website yeah. and in exchange for the dog food? So we had like a barter system going, which was kind of cool. So oh, like you epic. never know where- Yo, Dog food's expensive. Dog food is expensive. <laughs> and we give Rio raw because she is our-, our firstborn so it is very expensive so you, yeah you never know where these opportunities might come up too so it's true like put it doesn't even hurt to put your skill set in your in your email signature because you never know who you're emailing you're right oh that's a good tip actually that totally reminds me of one time when Kayla and I were out and about in Toronto we'd had some wine we were feeling a little giddy <laughs> and, giggly right. and tipsy <laughs> we went into a glasses place and I got all those glasses oh, sunglasses yeah. I paid way too much money for yes. them and this is when I was just starting off like restarting my freelance career again and by the end of buying these expensive sunglasses I was like I've seen your social media you have so much potential let me revamp it for you let me shoot content for you everyday life you will meet connections and have opportunities if you just take them you put the good vibes out it will put come. that tipsy middle yeah. of the day out with Get your that best rose popping and the jobs come knocking <laughs> <laughs> trademark that it's t-shirt. not a patent but you know what i mean like that's yours it's copyrighted it's, it's, it's now done. yours don't steal it friends okay the other thing i really want to ask because i feel like once you're putting the good vibes out there and the jobs are a knocking is it ever hard to balance a bunch of gigs at once Oh, 
Hell yeah. It can be really hard, especially when you say yes to everything, which you often do as a freelancer, especially in the beginning of your career. Right. It, it's hard to balance competing priorities because everything is urgent and everything is for a different client. So when you think about it, normally as an employee in a company, you might have a bunch of different priorities and you're stressed and you talk to your boss and your boss filters that workflow down to you and they're like, okay, right. you've got too many priorities, put this on the back burner. But you are the boss and everyone <laughs> actually... Is, a is important in this situation. <laughs> so like you're kind of fucked. <laughs> in the beginning, I won't lie, you're if as like anyone who starts a business, you will probably burn yourself out a bit and just work too hard and not want to say no to anything. But once you meet that level that you set out for yourself in terms of goals, in terms of how much you're bringing in monthly, you can get selective. And I really needed to learn that. And I only learned that mm. this year because like January, February, I burnt myself way out. I said yes to everything. So I understand the scarcity mindset. I understand that that's what drives freelancers, but it's okay to say no and just keep that connection warm by saying, you know, I can't right now due to my workload or because I'm traveling or whatever it is or the timelines that you've given me aren't workable, but please think of me for the next opportunity. So just let them know. A no isn't a no forever. A no is a no for now. So as soon as you start saying no to the things you don't want to do after you're making enough money and keeping those leads warm and being a bit more selective, you will be able to balance it all. It will be okay. I love how you phrase like, oh, I won't have the opportunity to do this right now, but please keep me in mind because it keeps that lead hot and just never closes that door, which is really important. Okay, our final question for today. Pros and cons for anyone thinking about going freelance. Okay, so the real talk. Pros, you can often work from anywhere you want, which I fucking love. I love having the power and the autonomy. You manage your own time, which is awesome. I have truly found that you can make more money freelancing than in a salary job, and I like that it's scalable based on your effort like sometimes I find it really challenging in a corporate job that no matter how hard I work to a certain degree my pay will remain the same yes uh, and I love the harder I work as a freelancer the more money I will make but I will say you have to be freaking self-disciplined you have to be a self-starter and that can be really hard there's times where you're not going to want to hustle and you're not going to want to chase down opportunities and I hate selling myself I'm not a salesperson so in droughts that's not always super enjoyable you have to answer to many many clients not just one boss so you're balancing lots of different personalities and requirements and everything's urgent all the time and you know there's no consistency so if you're a person that needs to know what your monday to friday looks like ahead of time it might not be for you yeah unless you freelance for one company exclusively which is totally an option but i think it's exciting i get bored really easily so i really love the lack of consistency and i love that things are changing and i just think you just have to build a routine that works for you in the corporate world, you know, it's normal to have to like show up at work at 8.30 and that's when I want to wake up, to be honest. And I work really well at night. So I love that I can build a routine that actually is in sync with how I work creatively. But you can also be really isolated depending on the work that you're doing. So I think right. my biggest learning over, especially over COVID, was build a routine. No matter how disciplined you are, you still need a routine for yourself as a freelancer to make sure you don't go fucking crazy because you can just not leave your house for days and days right. and days and not see anyone. So whether that's going to a shared space or going and working at a coffee shop, I started going and working uh, with my friend who lives down the street from me and creating that team for yourself that you don't have. That's so true. I didn't think about missing out on like the team stuff and the corporate environment. Oh, and yeah. But you're right. There None are of it. there are ways to get that. Um, and I think the examples you gave were yeah. so helpful. So 
I feel like this is really helpful. And for anyone who is just like thinking about it out there, you could always just try it on the side of your nine to five and like yeah. start with one client and see how it goes. Dabble. Dabble. Dibble, Dibble dabble. dabble. When the rosé is popping, the doors come a knocking. Obsessed. And that's the tea, friends. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for giving us the scoop on how you started freelancing and how the, the rest of us can start doing it too because you are killing it. Thanks, so. man. Oh, thanks. Well, I hope this was helpful. Um, Always hit us up if you have more questions. We're going to be doing lots more of these and just deep diving on what each of us knows, which honestly, Kaylin and I have very different lives. So we know very different things and we can all answer together. You put us together, we can answer any of your questions. Give us the juicy, dirty cues. Did I say dirty? I don't think I meant dirty. dirty. (laughs) Jill will be better at that. I will sweat the whole time, but we can try. All right, friends, thanks for listening and send us your questions and stay tuned for the next one. We, we hope this helps and uh, go chase your dreams. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast. And DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.